Welcome to the Gonzo Chronicles. I'm your host, Cyrus Alderwood, the official spokesman for Generation X. Stick around. It's going to get weird, as always. host Cyrus Alderwood. Hey, I hope everyone had a really great holiday, a fun Christmas. Hope you got some great presents, some cool gifts, some stuff to brag about. You know, if not, then hey, I hope you had a party. And it's one that you'll either remember or maybe it was so good you won't. I don't know. I don't know. Had a good time. Got some gift cards, got some shirts, hung out with family. I did have a sad moment, though. Uh, this this was eh, it was a little sad. Um, my nieces and nephews they all walked into the room where the tree was at my sister's house. We were all going to open up late in the day, Christmas Day, after we had you know mid afternoon dinner, and you know we're all getting ready to open our gifts. And I'm looking at these kids, and they're all grown. I mean, the youngest is now 15, and. Uh, I thought, man, I wonder if they ever miss writing letters to Santa. Because when they would write letters, my sisters would give me the letters. And I would write a letter back from Santa. This is totally cool. I'd make up stuff about the elves. I'd have my brother-in-law running out to find crap to leave out for the elves, the, the reindeer, Santa, like crazy stuff. Hard to find stuff. Like blackjack gum. Like anything and everything. Like he was going out Christmas Eve trying to find stuff. Pizza with mayonnaise on it. Just like anything and everything. Anyway. I miss writing those letters, you know. I miss writing those letters. It was I had a good time with that. I think I had more fun with it than the kids had writing letters to Santa. Or even getting a letter back and all excited. I was excited to see their reaction. But alas, those years have gone by, and maybe when they get older and they have kids of their own, I'll be able to write letters again. But, but then I started thinking, like, you know, I can't feel too bad. A friend of mine, his son's dyslexic. And that kid got confused, and I guess for a few years it sent letters to Satan. He had a, he had a few rough Christmases, but, you know, I guess I should count my blessings. You know, at least, at least I wasn't, you know, Satan Claus writing a letter back. That would be really weird. Hey, there's this really interesting, I don't know if it's like an urban legend or what you would call it. I discovered this a few years ago on Reddit, which you can find anything on Reddit. If you're a fan of cartoons, how many of you folks out there remember Courage the Cowardly Dog? 
And I read somewhere that this was based on a true story. Encourage the Cowardly Dog. Do you remember how weird that cartoon was? It was actually pretty creepy. This old man and woman that owned the dog. Like they got they would get possessed or something or whatever once in a while. It was, it was actually pretty creepy for a cartoon. And this was in the late 90s, right? So mid-90s, late 90s, something like that. Um, and uh, it was on like late late at night. So Courage the Cowardly Dogs. So I thought, man, was that really based? Because I read on Reddit that there was a house out in, uh, it's called the Middle of Nowhere, New Mexico. There's actually a place called this. And in the cartoon, they lived in the middle of nowhere. And this house was actually based on this weird house where murders had taken place, I think. Um, so I'd read that. And then I also read that uh, this is where, like, these people, this couple, had reported to the police and, like, and their friends or whatever, their family, like, they would see strange things on the property, like lights, skinwalkers, like, just creepy stuff. And then they went missing, nowhere to be found. And then um, the only thing they left behind was their dog, this terrified dog. And that's where they got the idea for Courage the Cowardly Dog. And the house even looks similar to the old abandoned house on that property now. So I thought, well, is that really true? So I, th I started doing some digging because I've heard that and I've told that story to people. But it turns out, like, I guess things get twisted around on the internet like anything else, right? You know, the story gets passed along. And people add to it, take away from it. And, you know, a generation later, you had a totally different story than what you thought. But, you know, this was a pretty cool cartoon. I remember it came out late 90s. Uh, lasted two or three years. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't some wildly popular show, but everyone had heard of it. So, anyway. Um... As the title of this show suggests, right, you got this little, I think it's, I think it's purple. I had to ask about it because I'm colorblind, but the dog is like this cute little purple dog. It's always scared, scared of everything. And he lives in nowhere, Kansas. All right. So with uh, Muriel and Eustace, that was the name of the couple. After he was, uh, he was abandoned as a little puppy. Turns out his parents were sent into outer space, and uh, Muriel's like this sweet little woman who, I, it's kind of weird, I remember she used like too much vinegar and everything, and useless, uh, useless, Eustace is this like crotchety old man, and he's always like, just, I don't know, just like pissing the dog off or scaring it or whatever, you know, he's an a-hole. Um... And anytime someone, like there's villains in the cartoon, it's always Muriel is the one who gets like kidnapped or whatever. So anyway, weird show. Weird show. Um, here's the thing, though. It's a show based on a true story. I found out sort of yes and sort of no, right? All these theories that are floating around on Reddit and other parts of the internet. You know, you really don't know what's true, what's myth. and um, You know, if you... Watch the show if you were, especially, I would say if I was older, but if you were a kid, that show probably made you nervous, right? Um, so it's supposedly, I guess, I guess the house, right, that, that's shown there, was supposedly located in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, actually.
and uh, it was the location of this kidnapping and murder. So going through a lot of stuff on the internet, and uh, this is how bored I've been over the holiday, right? Um, so back then, I guess all those houses were like, they all sort of had this depression era feel to them. All right, so when you see the show, it kind of has that same thing too. Um, so when you actually like take a look at the cartoon house and the actual house, yeah, there's similarities. But, um, you know, tracking down this was like, there's so many photos. There were different photos out there of what the actual house would have looked like. But, yes, there was actually an elderly couple that lived in this neighborhood. But it was called Kern Place in 1957. And it wasn't in Truth or Consequences or Middle of Nowhere. It was in this old neighborhood um, in El Paso, Texas. But it was right on the border of New Mexico. So the husband in this, not Eustace, his name was actually William. I guess people thought he was, yeah, people thought he was a little a dickish, you know, a little bit of an a-hole. But uh, the wife, uh, her name was Margaret. People genu genuinely seemed to like her. They thought she was friendly and, you know, this tiny little lady who was just kind of nice to everyone. Um, and that kind of sounds a little bit like the cartoon Eustace and Muriel, but uh, they also had a pet. Um but they were last seen, what I found here was on March, I think people have seen them, early March uh, the 6th, 1957, uh, because one of the neighbors brought over some Girl Scout cookies to him. And the neighbor, I found her name was Jerry Cash. She felt weird, you know, when she went over there because William was just being a prick. He didn't like the fact that she was in his house. Uh, Margaret was like getting kind of upset with her husband and was like, yeah, stop being a jerk. Anyway, Jerry Cash felt a little uncomfortable, or a lot uncomfortable, uh, and she left. Uh, now, William and Margaret apparently owned a business. It was called Patterson uh, Photo Supply. And a lot of people knew who they were. Um, he was in his early 50s, and she was about 10 years younger, uh, about the, t the time they disappeared, right? So... From what I gathered, I guess this is still like an open case for the El Paso police. Uh, if anybody's read anything different, please let me know. But they just disappeared without a trace. All that was left was their cat. They didn't have a dog. But they had this terrified cat. Anyway, some people thought that the couple maybe were murdered and buried somewhere on the property. Um... The local police, uh, the sheriff at the time, actually thought that the couple might have been spies, Russian spies, and they just up and left before they could get caught. Anyway, friends of the couple, they told the police that they went on this long vacation. They decided to stay in Florida and had sent instructions back to, I guess, spread out all the stuff that they owned to friends, family, employees, all that stuff crazy because it was their business, their property, their house. Um, William even left behind a, a, a boat, uh, a Cadillac, and other property in Mexico and a stock portfolio. 
why would you just up and leave all that behind? So something obviously nefarious happened. Who knows? Maybe they were murdered and buried on that property, and maybe that's why the cat was like this nervous thing constantly. But anyway, there were friends who had dinner with them, the, you know, William and, uh, and uh, Margaret Patterson, uh, just a few days before they disappeared. They didn't seem to do anything that was out of the ordinary. They didn't talk about having plans to travel. Uh, the friends, actually, their, their last name was uh, Ward. They actually owned a business in town also, a car business, an automotive business. Um, they actually made plans with um, friends, uh, you know, with the, with the Williams uh, later on in the week. Uh, not the Williams, but the Pattersons. William Patterson and his wife later on in the week. Um, what was strange was that when Cecil Ward, the man who was his friend, opened his business on March 6th, uh, Patterson's Cadillac was uh, in his driveway. So when Ward asked this other guy, uh, who was a competitor, William Patterson's, um, uh, and a and, uh, close business friend, why he had uh, that guy's vehicle, because this guy Doyle Kirkland's driving around in Patterson's vehicle now. So they asked him why he had possession of it, and he just kind of brushed it off. Uh, he said that he helped Patterson with his boat the night before and uh, and said he was going on a trip. So uh, he was using his car while he was gone. Anyway, uh, Ward was the one who called the cops. And Margaret's, uh, she had a lot of expensive clothes. It was all left behind, like fur coats, suits, um, expensive dresses and shoes. All this was left at the cleaners. And the, the house, when they went in, like the piles of dishes in the sink, um, it just like it was all a mess. Like the police described it as like chaos, devoid of life. Um, but it turns out that, you know, Margaret was kind of weird too. She wouldn't tell anybody, like when they would ask when her birthday was, she wouldn't tell them that. Uh, also, it turned out that William had a, a mistress down in Mexico where he owned property who was also questioned about their disappearance. Um, but things just about this couple like, were strange. They didn't add up. Uh, parent, uh, uh, Margaret's parents actually hated William. And when they found out she was dating this guy, uh, the parents didn't approve, and they just basically gave her an ultimatum. You choose us, your family, or him. Well, we know who she chose because she ended up marrying him. She was estranged from her parents. On uh, March 15th, this was like a couple of weeks after the disappearance, uh, their accountant got a telegram from a guy, from a W.H. Patterson, uh, which was kind of weird because William's middle name wasn't with an H, it was Duncan. Uh, when He was instructed to sell uh, a mobile home owned by, owned by uh, the couple, and... Uh, to act as a business manager for their photo business. And he was supposed to use the money from selling the trailer to support the photo business, as well as rent out their house for nine months. After that, the uh, accountant, whose name, uh, let's see, let me find his name again here, uh, Herbert Roth, he was told uh, to hand off the business to Doyle Kirkland, his competitor. So, uh, or the competitor to, uh, you know, his, his friend. So the couple, I guess, 
there were reports that they were seen in New Mexico several times, but no one could ever verify that. And they were actually officially declared dead in 1964. I mean, how weird, right? So there's all these theories out there that what happened to them. And like some of these theories you could find on Reddit were like all kinds of government conspiracies, abductions, UFOs, alien abductions, skinwalkers killed them. Um, there was, uh, I guess they've always, you know, read it. You can see some of these stories that talk about the true story of Courage, the Cowardly Dog, uh, and this missing couple, um, and, you know, sightings of skinwalkers prior to the disappearance. But I really didn't find anything between the Pattersons and any kind of weird sightings. No UFO sightings or anything like that. So all those others were just urban legends. But in 1984, uh, one of the former caretakers of the Pattersons, uh, he, he actually confessed uh, to seeing and uh, cleaning up blood in the garage and that he had part of a scalp was found on Patterson's boat. Uh, he also said that uh, he saw um, an associate of the Pattersons putting a bloody sheet in the trunk of their car. Now, the reason he didn't say anything earlier was because he feared he'd be deported because he was an you know, illegal alien. Um, however, in 1986, two years after he made this confession, uh, this guy dies in a car accident. So, anyway, as I dived into this mystery, I thought I was going to find out that Courage the Cowardly Dog is based on a true story. And now I found myself just like reading about this crazy mystery from the 50s that might have something to do with spies um, or might have something to do with a murder and a cover-up and a disappearance um, to avoid law enforcement. So it made it look like both couples disappeared. Uh, I don't know. Did Doyle Kirkland have anything to do with it? Or was it all just William and he sold everything and maybe scooped his mistress up and went to the Bahamas? Who knows? Who knows? But unfortunately, it wasn't a dog that was abandoned and terrified of skinwalkers. And that's where we got the cartoon. But it sure made for a fun little mystery and a fun little urban legend. Who knew you'd learn something about courage, the cowardly freaking dog, right after Christmas? Anyway, today is December 27th, 2022. Got a few more days left in the year, folks. So, given that, what kind of New Year's resolutions are you making? Hit me up at cyrus.alderwood at gmail.com, and I'll be back with some more interesting mysteries uh, soon. Hopefully I don't find out, like, any, any cartoons are actually based on, like, blood aliens and skinwalkers and ancient lore um but hey it's been a weird two years nothing surprises me till next time folks cheers